the Bible Study Podcast, Episode 75. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues talking about leadership and encouragement. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. As you know, last week we started a study on leadership, and we looked at leadership and authority and Jesus' teaching on how leaders are not intended to to rule over or lord over with their authority, but instead are intended to be servants. And in this particular episode, I'd like to look at one aspect of what it means to be a servant leader, and that is encouragement. Last week I left you with a little teaser. I'm hoping some of you knew who I was talking about when I said that we were going to talk this week about someone who I think deserves some credit for the writing of two of the four Gospels, and yet no word that they ever spoke is recorded, to the best of my knowledge, in the Bible. Did you figure out who we're talking about? We're talking about Barnabas. And I say we're talking about Barnabas, but I really should be a little more accurate. As he is introduced in Acts chapter 4, verse 36, we're told his name is really Joseph, the person who is referred to in every other verse in the Bible that references him as Barnabas. Barnabas is a nickname. It says, Joseph, a Levite from Cyprus, whom the apostles called Barnabas, which means son of encouragement, sold a field he owned and brought the money and put it at the apostles' feet. That one sentence tells us the first thing about this very influential leader in the early church who is often behind the scenes. The second time we have mention of Barnabas in the Bible is in Acts chapter 9 in verse 27. This is a section that is talking about Saul, who's just become Paul or about to become Paul. So he has just been converted. And it says here that Saul spent several days with the disciples in Damascus. At once he began to preach in the synagogues that Jesus is the Son of God. All those who heard him were astonished and said, Isn't he the man who raised havoc in Jerusalem among those who call on his name? And hasn't he come here to take them as prisoners to the chief priests? Yet Saul grew more and more powerful and baffled the Jews living in Damascus by proving that Jesus is the Christ. After many days had gone by, the Jews conspired to kill him. But Saul learned of their plan. Day and night they kept close watch on the city gates in order to kill him, but his followers took him by night and lowered him in a basket through the opening in the wall. When he came to Jerusalem, he tried to join the disciples, but they were afraid of him, not believing that he really was a disciple. But Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles. He told them how Saul on his journey had seen the Lord, and that the Lord had spoken to him, and how in Damascus he had preached fearlessly in the name of Jesus. So Saul stayed with them and moved about freely in Jerusalem, speaking boldly in the name of the Lord. He talked and baited with the Grecian Jews, but they tried to kill him. When the brothers learned of this, they took him down to Caesarea and sent him off to Tarsus. Second thing we see Barnabas doing here is bringing Saul, who has been converted, and we'll know him as Paul from now on, into the fellowship of believers at Jerusalem when everyone else was afraid to do so. Barnabas is a leader. Barnabas is someone who is not afraid of acting differently from other people. And we see that in a number of places where he is mentioned. But this is obviously a very significant one because of the influence that Paul will have on the early church. And Barnabas is the one who introduces him into fellowship, who is not afraid to say, no, I understand what's going on with him. God has changed him. The next mention of Barnabas comes from Acts chapter 11, verse 31. 
And the section here reads, Now those who had been scattered by the persecution in connection with Stephen traveled as far as Phoenicia, Cyprus, and Antioch, telling the message only to Jews. Some of them, however, men from Cyprus and Cyrene, went to Antioch and began to speak to Greeks also, telling them the good news about the Lord Jesus. The Lord's hand was with them, and a great number of people believed and turned to the Lord. News of this reached the ears of the church at Jerusalem, and they sent Barnabas to Antioch. When he arrived and saw the evidence of the grace of God, he was glad and encouraged them all to remain true to the Lord with all their hearts. He was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and faith, and a great number of people were brought to the Lord. Then Barnabas went to Tarsus to look for Saul, and when he found him, he brought him to Antioch. So for a whole year, Barnabas and Saul met with the church and taught great numbers of people. The disciples were called Christians first at Antioch. So there's something different going on at Antioch. One of the reasons the disciples are called Christians, is the word Jewish would no longer apply to them. This is no longer a Jewish sect, but both Gentiles and Jews are starting to believe. And Barnabas is the one they send because he's a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and faith. Notice he said when he sees what's going on, he's glad and he encouraged them all. That's really what Barnabas is about, is encouragement. And it isn't a problem for Barnabas to share this ministry with someone else. He knows that Saul has great speaking abilities, and so he goes to get Saul from Tarsus, which isn't that far from Antioch. Saul has gone home, as we saw in the end of the last section that I read. And so it's not a problem for him if he brings Saul in, and Saul will probably do more of the speaking, as we see from the interactions on the first missionary journey. The next thing that happens, and I'm not going to read all the verses here, is there is a famine in Judea. And so Barnabas and Saul go down to Judea with an offering for the church there to help support their brothers there. And when they are on the way back, they bring with them John, also called Mark, who is a young man. They're not in Antioch for all that long before the Holy Spirit speaks to the church and says, set apart Barnabas and Saul for the work I've called them. And they set off on what we usually call Paul's first missionary journey. Now, we give Paul the credit because Paul really does a lot of the speaking. But if we look at Acts 14, verse 12, at one point they're in Lystra and Derbe, And it says, In Lystra there was a man crippled in his feet who was lame by birth and had never walked. He listened to Paul as he was speaking. Paul looked directly at him, saw that he had faith to be healed, and called out, Stand up on your feet. And at that the man jumped up and began to walk. When the crowd saw what Paul had done, they shouted in the Lyconian language, The gods have come down to us in human form. Barnabas they called Zeus, and Paul they called Hermes, because he was the chief speaker. The priest of Zeus, whose temple was just outside the city, brought bulls and wreaths to the city gates because he and the crowd wanted to offer sacrifices to them. Well, needless to say, Barnabas and Paul have none of that. But do you notice how the people address the two of them? Barnabas they see as the leader, as the head, as Zeus, who would be the head of the pantheon for the Greeks, and Paul as the spokesperson. So Barnabas is the leader, but leaders don't have to be the front man. Leaders don't have to be the one with all the words. Barnabas is the one who really, this is Barnabas' first missionary journey. Barnabas is the one who went and got Paul from Tarsus to include him in Barnabas' mission, to include him in Barnabas' ministry. And so although we call this Paul's missionary journey, really what we're seeing is that Barnabas doesn't have a problem with sharing this and encouraging Paul to do what Paul does well. 
A leader doesn't have to be the only voice. A leader doesn't have to be the only one that makes decisions. Barnabas is a leader because when he is with people, he changes people. He includes people. He encourages people. He grows the church in important ways by bringing in Paul, for instance. And the second thing we see where he does that is this, that young man called John Mark. Because John Mark accompanied them on their first missionary journey, but he left them. And so we read in chapter 15 that there's a disagreement between Paul and Barnabas when they go, went to go on their second journey. It says, sometime later, Paul said to Barnabas, let's go back and visit the brothers in all the towns where we preach the word of the Lord and see how they're doing. Barnabas wanted to take John, also called Mark, with them. But Paul did not think it was wise to take him because he had deserted them in Pamphylia and had not continued with them in their work. They had such a sharp disagreement that they parted company. Barnabas took Mark and sailed for Cyprus, but Paul chose Silas and left, commended by the brothers to the grace of the Lord. Paul is done with Mark, John Mark, because he's just a mama's boy. He wasn't willing to stick out the whole journey with them. He got homesick and went home, as far as we can tell. And Barnabas looks at John Mark and says, No, There's something about this guy. Yes, he left us, but he's not done with him yet. He's still encouraging John Mark, and he goes off with him. Well, if you haven't figured out yet, John Mark is the one who writes the Gospel of Mark. And later on, Paul, in one of his letters, says, mentions John Mark, who is a part of his ministry at that time. Barnabas was right. Paul was wrong. Barnabas didn't give up on John Mark, and John Mark went on to do good things. And so really, we see both the Gospel of Luke, who is a traveling companion of Paul, who was included by Barnabas, and the Gospel of Mark. Barnabas has some say in the fact that both of those Gospels got written because his encouragement led to the involvement of those people in the church and to their growth, which led them doing other things. With that, we'll bring this episode of the Bible Study Podcast to a close. If you have any questions, feel free to email them to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com or leave a comment on thebiblestudypodcast.com. And as always, thanks so much for listening. Hi, I'm Zach. And I'm Randy. And we're from Salty Saints Podcast. We're a theology and apologetics podcast. We hope to better equip you to be salt and light for your community. Uh, We hope that we can help you to go out and be a reflection of Jesus Christ to those around you, uh, to your friends and your family, and especially to those that do not know Christ. To find out more, subscribe at lifeaudio.com.